Welcome to Sunny Side Up, B2B podcast produced by Demand Matrix. I'm Mithul Shah and it's my pleasure to be a host for the day. Hello everyone. Welcome to Sunny Side Up. Today I have uh, Abhi with me. Abhi, we are super happy to have you. And as a quick note to audience, Abhi Yadav is a founder and CEO of Xylotech, a self-learning customer data platform or CDP. So as an entrepreneur and technologist, Abhi is known to be passionate about AI ML and loves to solve problems and build products that sits at the interaction of data, decision-making, and marketing. He has worked with several enterprise brands across the retail, technology, and financial industry. And he's here today to have a quick debate and a discussion around CDP, DMP, the future of them in a typical B2B marketing stack. So Abhi, welcome to Sunny Side Up. Yeah, excited to be here. Thank you for having me. It's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. So Abhi, before we get started, maybe if you can let our audience know a little, little bit about yourself. How did you guys start with Xylotech? You know, and why this particular area or category? Absolutely. Xylotech was supposedly, uh, you know, as we started as an academic project out of MIT. And this is my second startup. So all, all my life kind of been wondering on why customer 360 view keep coming up, keep coming up, you know, in different names and why it is still not able to be sort of monetized and how it has been promised all the time. So it was an interesting problem. Uh, We sort of looked at it by researching what had worked from Salesforce days when they came up with this whole customer relationship categorization. And there we are today aiming to personalize every interaction, trying to get near to our customers. But, you know, there's tremendous problems related to that. While in the journey, there's a lot of categories. I was looking at the other one post 1998 and from the early CRM days, it led into 180 plus categories or kind of subcategories. Gartner <laughs> you know, and Forrester has numerous things from digital to personalization to data hub to data management to big data management and now AI and a whole bunch of things, you know, towards that single big problem that how do you personalize in a seamless way your customer interaction with your brand? So we started with that and we kind of got into the weeds of what had worked, what has not worked, what's the geopolitical challenge in that when it comes to a certain industry. As you know, marketing as a function has evolved and sales as a function has evolved in the last few years. And there's a lot of focus around digital. And if you really want to personalize the interaction, you need to leverage all kinds of data and to do that in a lot of speedy way, in a trusted way, where some of the metrics are well backed by leveraging all your data point is a huge problem because the customer data keep coming up as a massive feed. And there's how would you tame all that? How would you unify all this? How do you make sure you have the right ID of the individual customer or contact? And in B2B, it's even more complex because you know, the whole digital journey or path to purchase or the lead journey apparently is tricky because you get to know a lot of brands and you get to know the company, but within the company, the DMU or decision-making unit is complex and it all at a contact level sounds pretty challenging. 
That's very interesting. If you think about it from the early days till now, the CDP as a category itself is fairly new. I don't think many people fully even understand CDP and the need for it. So I think if you can give us a background about, you know, CDP, why now and what's the need for it? I'm sure, you know, audience would appreciate that. Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. A lot of analyst firm has their definition. How we look at it is there was CRM for the leads and marketing automation was more to sort of generate leads and was served more as a contact dump center for prospect data. But if you look at it, an ERP has all your sort of transaction in past, where do you actually have a customer master? Where mm-hmm. can you exactly see who are the customer who has literally bought anything from me directly, indirectly, whatsoever in the last five years, two years, one year, whatever that may be your definition is. So that's how we looked at it. And, you know, there's different people, different interpretation. And now some CDPs are like marketing data management. So all kinds of marketing data is in the CDP. But to us and how I personally perceive it's more about you know, your customer, like literally customer. Now in B2B, you may have some target list of prospects. It may not be a first time buyer with you, but as long as you have a target list of accounts or companies, that is to us in B2B is a CDB platform. And ABM is the closest initiative there, but there's a little bit talking around revenue ops or across all the target business. But yeah, we look at it this as a solution for managing customer data or system of innovation or system of insights for that target customer base. So essentially, you're collecting all the desperate data sources, unifying them and giving marketing, sales or businesses a unified entity so that they would know who to essentially target from that for their ABM campaigns and for their even unification exercise. Yeah, like you said, bring all the data together, unify, clean, plans, give this out to marketing for activation. And what happens is when you do all the data amalgamation and unification, you kind of not look at it from who that data belongs to. That's where a lot of these ID-related issue comes in. Because first, a lot of these data is generated at a individual level or contact level. And those contacts are sometimes anonymous, known, they're spelled differently in different systems. And even if you buy a third-party list, there may be a different nomenclature. And this whole data matching is a big deal. A lot of people tend to underestimate the efforts of data unification but it is usually being taken up as a project. So, hey, bring all these disparate sources, let's unify them. But then what happens two hours later? What happens next week? What happens next year? Because this data is continuous in flux of coming in. And what happens is the majority of that data is for some of the data or some of the IDs you've already unified. But then you have to see the, oh, there is a lot of net new as well. So it's it's a constant problem of, finding the right contact, which to be tagged to a specific account. And within those accounts, there's a whole account hierarchy issues. So it's a, it's a whole foundational gap between how you connect disparate data at a people level, at a device level, mm-hmm. an ID level, just to make a point. 
And I guess in your case, you know, Abhi, you guys are even taking it to the step forward and trying to even create a category where, you know, system can adapt and learn by itself looking at the data so that you're not continuously trying to train your models and algo. It is able to look at the data, train itself. So this whole category of auto ML, auto machine learning, maybe you can get some insights on that because that seems like a very different take on this whole CDP angle. Exactly. This is a big issue. Like I said, you know, the influx of data within your source system is at a, such a high degree every day. You know, there's some visitor on your site and you send email. There's a lot of clicks in here and there. There's so much data pointing. Now, what happens is even if you unify this in the best of best data management solution, you have a lot of engineers and data engineer, data scientists with your team, the flow of data is so continuous that you do need to automate that. It's not a smart thing to do a manual quitting, joining all the time, because by the time you join, please, last quarter data, there comes more and every second, every minute, and you need the time and you need the trust there. So what we thought, let's look at it from a universal data category. So what kinds of data is basically coming out from each individual or ID or device? It's basically their behavioral, their ID-related, intent-related situation, whether it's your first party or third party. So we created a very sophisticated engine. We call this as data engine, but it has not just a continuous ID resolution, but also an ongoing ID management thing. So for an example, if Mithul is an individual and he works for Demand Matrix, it may be a unique ID. And every time if he does any action or any activity, which, you know, if I'm a brand, I'm capturing that, those events are getting auto-tagged to that ID. So if you add more device, you add more, you know, email just in case or any more information that gets auto-enrich and auto-unify with that universal ID, a persistent ID system. And once you have this unique ongoing ID management data, that data we have sort of auto-feature engineered into an embedded suite of model. We call them as automated machine learning suite and they're embedded. So we don't, you know, just because this whole thing is continuous and flowing and things like that, it's not like a library of models. It is embedded model, which has auto feature engineered with this unified data. And then it keeps spitting out some of the additional metrics. So a middle whose his universal ID has all the unified data points and events tagged to it automatically also generated the relevancy score or a, a sort of a growth score or, you know, relevant metrics or lifetime value or those kind of things appended to that ID. And that rich data feed or that enriched customer profile could then be sent out to any dashboard visualization, but also directly into any of your activation system. So basically from raw data to an ongoing ID management, getting into this automated machine learning. This combination, we call it as a self-learning because you're not just the machine is learning every time what's happening with that relevant ID and continuously joining the relevant data point, but also when you're 
putting this into activation or some of the model are getting auto hyper tuned and things like that, they're getting bigger, better, and sort of more learned out of what's working, what's not. So this whole feed is what we call it as a combination as a self-learning in action at scale. Very interesting. So I think when it comes to this whole area, you kind of talked about CDP from raw data to an actual execution or the end execution. Maybe if you can share some tips on how B2B marketer or B2B sales team can better optimize the combination of technology, data, maybe adoption of CDP to improve the ROI and performance, right? Because that's ultimately where this is all headed, that how can you prove an ROI that unification of the systems and data has led you to achieve better results, better performance? Great question. And I think marketing, if you specifically look at, and even before they became marketing technologists, was always focused on generating more revenue and ROI and results and leads and better cross-sell, upsell and things like that. And for that, you need to do more contextual personalization and content and, you know, offers or recommendations, which are more timely, you know, helping a sort of a path to purchase for the individual customer or anyone who's doing research, specifically in B2B. It's a couple of days and they need more and more education. But instead of doing that, what they've been end up doing is they're looking for the data set which they can find out, you know, they're hiring, like Gartner say, a shadow IT team exists. So they've got, they've invested on cloud. They're trying to get data because they don't, they feel their IT teams are slow or they're not getting them the right data set. And then they try to do some modeling and some data science in-house, which is great. And you should do that for strategic reasons, for some of the other reporting issues. But By the time they focus a lot on these things and there's a lot of toolkits, you know, which they have to get their right people and they have to have a learning curve and there are so many tools and there's so much rip and replace every time marketing keeps doing it. But apparently the least they could focus is towards the last mile, which is for activation and content and personalization and offer building, you know, finding that right content for the right product line. You know, by the time that happens, it's a lot of work and it's a lean bandwidth. So you got data, you got a decision engine, and then by the time you do delivery, it's a lot. So we look at it that as long as you can power the marketing or sales off where they're really good at, and they're really good at with the activation tools and mark tech tools or, you know, content personalization tools, and they should focus more on marketing and more focus on campaign part and don't have to worry about finding the right data and find metrics and scores and those kind of things. So as long as we ensure that to them in whatever their choice of product for the last mile, I think it's great from an ROI perspective because uh, then they can ensure that whether it is a cross-sell, upsell problem or is it a more kind of audience finding problem of lookalike, because if you know your customer well, then you can always try to explore more towards better lookalike approach or even personalize them, which automatically increases the overall success in conversion. So we look at it from better conversion, better cross-sell, upsell, 
and obviously better experience lead into higher sales. We call this whole thing into revenue operations powered by a self-learning CDP like us. So one category was not enough. You're trying to develop a couple other categories as well. <laughs> category, but I feel, I mean, not a huge fan of sort of category creation. Let's keep it simple. It's changing landscape as well. You know, today marketing is working for sales and we're seeing in industry, a lot of CX leader is coming in parallel. So you see, we have customers where there was a CMO and there was a head of sales and now they have a peer called head of customer experience. And all that they're doing is, you know, trying to focus on their customer personalization on parallel. And then if you see the emergence of chief revenue officer these days in a lot of B2B companies, they basically care for everything, you know, which means revenue, whether it's new customer, new leads, cross-sell, upsell, it's customer success part is their revenue, customer experience. All of that together uh, optimize into revenue operations. So it, I think the marketing stack is not empowered because marketing stack was more powered for marketing audience and was more focused for lead gen. But now we have like hybrid funnels. So we have this lead funnel, but we also have customer experience funnels. And how do you work together with these two funnel is kind of tricky and which requires you to look at this whole thing in a holistic way. Which is kind of awesome, right? I mean, previously it used to be siloed that, hey, marketing, I generate leads, I throw something over the fence, sales go close on it, and sales would always complain about, hey, marketing is not giving me qualified leads. And here's customer success, which is kind of siloed. But now you have roles like CRO roles that is responsible for everything revenue related. And it really doesn't matter if it's marketing or sales, as long as revenue generation comes under one umbrella. Exactly. And and if you see a lot of emergence in the last few years is around customer success and customer experience, and there are a lot, lot of bit of interchangeability between these two functions. And all that they focus is how do I do better cross-sell and upsell? Because traditionally, B2B was all about lead gen sort of in system, but now they're trying to say, hey, you had to optimize those existing customer relationship as well. Right. So as, as this being, again, you know, a new category where we are bringing uh, a lot of interesting things uh, together, can you talk about maybe some of the most innovative ways your customers or B2B companies that you know of are using the CDB to enable their effort? Exactly. So a lot of these companies or some of our clients are largely enterprise and they obviously have invested a lot on Salesforce and, you know, there's a whole engine around Salesforce, which is great and it's a great tool. And, you know, there's a lot they can do in a sort of a DIY, we call it approach and, you know, doing a lot of integration with the app marketplace and things like that. At the same time, they also have something for marketing automation. But ever since they thought maybe for having this hybrid funnel into an action situation where you know, lead is great and the lead cycle is great, but how do we identify which are the customer which we had to ensure personalized customer experience? And how do we ensure that we have enough information of our existing customers so our customer experience or customer success team can do better cross-sell upsell? So that's when this whole emergence of CDP came in place and we should have a system where you know, every time we're getting 60,000 lead or 20,000 lead a month and 
Apparently, we realized that these lead to account matching led us to believe that, wow, 60% of those leads were coming in from some of the previous customers we had sold into. So, you know, this is just an example. But they never had a system which can help them, you know, get all of this information. And that's where the whole ID, ongoing ID management situation comes in place because B2B contacts has to be mapped to an account and account has to be mapped to a whole parent account and those kind of thing. And they didn't have a foundation for this because it uh, sounds like most of these companies is building an account foundation with us so that every time a net new lead comes in so they could identify whether it's a net new or it's a pre-existing account and it's an additional contact it's trying to buy. So it's kind of a holistic picture and that's where we're trying to help them and make their MarkTech even more smarter, which it's not like any new tool we make them learn. We just power further the intelligence back into Salesforce or a CRM or, you know, or Marketos or some of the other marketing automation tools. Mm. Do you, with the current regulations of this GDPR and Castle, and now there's something coming in the U.S. as well, do you, either does CDP or do you have to kind of traverse through that or is this is internal data, you know, customers really don't worry too much about it? I'm glad you brought this point because this is one of the biggest reasons why there's a lot of discussion on CDPs and a lot of discussion to RevOps and a lot of discussion about customer experience came in handy. And all that is great business reasons, but GDPR is a privacy management need. And, you know, you really need a customer foundation for that. And that really helped us in accelerating us into a lot of new accounts and a lot of our new clients because they never had a system in place which can help them, you know, maintain these unique IDs. Mm. And then every time, uh, sort of a you know, super subscription system, which is the system of record or a trusted system where they could, you know, make sure that a certain ID or cookie or whatever information for a prospective customer they're tracking, they have a control over for all the downstream and upstream application. So it actually, it's another big reason why we feel that this category or this need of privacy is kind of also helping a lot of customer adoption, at least for us. That makes a lot of sense from the regulation perspective. If they want to see where where this particular record is and what system, if the record needs to be purged or expired, or you know, if there are any information you need to give, I think, yeah, you need a system or record to be able to pull that or at least do something with the record. Exactly. And it's also beyond the privacy subscription bid and, you know, the whole pseudonymization part where a lot of brands, you know, and technology companies by virtue of this obviously are global in nature and they obviously have visitors coming in from Europe and already, as you can see, there's a lot of hefty fines coming along has already started and people are still wrapping their head around it. So they do need a reliable system where they not just store what they can store but what they it keeps up of the we call that self-learning part of that individual id or individual customer preference well i'll be as i say you know when you're having fun time flies any other key takeaways 
you know, or a few word of advice you like to share as a parting thought. You know, it could be part of this area. It could be part of you know, anything work-life balance for anything about upcoming tech entrepreneurs as you being an entrepreneur. Any parting thoughts? Yeah, I personally feel that I'm not a huge fan of buzzwords and, you know, sometimes they help, sometimes they don't. But <laughs> um, I just feel the need, but at the same time, the overall nature of buzzword this particular industry has, you know, anything around personalization, customer data you talk about and you start seeing a strains of different buzzwords coming up and, you know, there's different industry, different word, different function people like to use and stay with it. And end of the day, that's great as long as it's giving some value. We try to keep it very simple. We try to say, look, here's how you want to do it. Here's how you're doing it right now. And here's how we can help you do this better. And that has worked pretty well at the same time. And I think there are companies, there are people, you know, in the industry who's kind of always kicking tires and curious about like, what does AI mean? And what's self-learning? And what's AutoML? And those kind of thing. And it's great to, you know, have the natural curiosity and, you know, it's always good. And, you know, talk about from a thought leadership perspective, but what's the use case and how it's going to help me? And this is my business problem. How does that relate? I think the amalgamation of these two is equally important. So I'm just throwing out this, you know, from a community perspective, and we, we often evangelize quite a bit. Let's keep it simple. What's the problem? You're really into it. Let's see how we can solve that. You want to call it ABM 2.0. You want to call it RevOps. And, you know, you want to do this with CDP or you want to call this as a customer analytics or intelligence cloud, whatever that is. You know, as long as it, it solves your problem and show you the ROI, like to your point, I think it's great. And, uh, you know, that's how I think we all should, from the industry perspective, should often channelize it's always good to find refreshing thoughts and new concept and things like that but education always is the new selling tool these days but we can always keep it simple that makes total sense well abhi thank you for joining us today and having this uh, interesting conversation on cdp martech or we'll hope to have you back soon but until then have a sunny day thanks a lot really enjoyed that and good luck with this uh, great initiative 